This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Well, after Monday, where he was officially given a yellow card warning, he's mm. back, Lawrence Mooney. Thank you very much, Mez. And uh, we welcome Liam back, too, because we were quite confused on Monday. Liam yes. wasn't here. Mm. He's the arbiter of good taste. Mm. He's the he's the everyman that uh, keeps us in line. So what happened on Monday while so I wasn't here? So what happened here? on Monday is I was um, pushing the envelope. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, but <laughs> because I, it feels me- good? Because it feels good, yeah. What have I told you about doing things that feel good, Lawrence? <laughs> you, Not on you, air. You know how much I love stationery. I like to push the envelope with an okay. HB pencil. All those shavings. Anyway, um, Merrick was talking about stupid things you've done backing up, stuff you've destroyed. Oh, okay. Because a plane backed into an, a catering truck. That's yep. right. And I said, well, when you back a plane into a catering truck, that's a case of flaps and buns. And uh, Merrick got confused and sent me off the ground because you. Oh, he panicked. He panicked. He panicked. He panicked. He He didn't even give him a warning. You know what it was? It was classic case of like when Dad's been asked to ref a game for the first time. He's going, I don't, I don't know. Do I blow the whistle? I don't know. He's looking around. I don't know. He's panicked. I don't know. What do we do? Okay, uh, yellow card. You sent him off. Yeah. Without warning. No, I didn't send him off. Just gave him a yellow card about six times, which should have been a red card, but it wasn't. The good news is today. You're red back, cards. Liam. Red cards for everyone. <laughs> yeah, red you're cards back. are on me. Now, where were you? You had a bad case of oh. something or other. What was your What was your illness? What do you think was wrong, Lawrence? Just have a guess. I would, I would say severe venereal disease, probably. One hundred four point nine triple M. I was going to ask you a question. You've got yep. uh, you've got two kids. Uh, I have two daughters. Um, with pets, when you've had pets, have you had that mm. difficult conversation where you have to explain the passing of a pet? Where, when yeah, they're when, they're, life? when they're uh, lying there dead, you do. I mean, <laughs> the, I mean the pet. Mm. Mm. No, the, <laughs> no, when the uh, pet dies, uh, you know, you're not taking it to the vet to have it sent to the farm. Yep. Um, and it's dead there in front of you. That's like, what happened? You say, well, it's died it's like to explain to the child that the life force has gone out of the animal oh man like how does that happen well it happens to everyone and the question that always breaks my heart both children have said it so everything dies it's like am i going to die there you oh. go it's like you there will you if you go. don't clean your room you will come uh, brush your teeth <laughs> dead yeah, yeah just i don't know it could come to you at any time no it's not my daughter kinga she's uh five she's a beautiful little girl got a big heart she was out in the uh, she was out in the herb garden, mucking around, picking mm. mint. Yeah, having a great time. Picking a mint. Yeah, found some caterpillars. She said, look, Dad, I found some caterpillars, some green caterpillars. I said, oh, they're good. Okay. And then she said, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them a home. So she put the the mint leaves and the caterpillars into a little Tupperware container, and she said, I'm gonna make them a little bed to sleep in. She was all excited. And then this morning she got up and she had sealed the Tupperware mm. lid. <laughs> And, and cause them to asphyxiate slowly. They, they had all gone to God. What a horrible and way to go. There was tears this morning and we didn't know how to discuss it. And I just went, oh, this, uh, you know what? The only way for this to be explained to Kinga correctly is for me to leave the house to, and get her mother to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't explain why the caterpillars are not coming back and why they're not turning into beautiful butterflies. Because I'll tell you now, why. Because you gassed them. Yeah. <laughs> 
you or them. lack of gas them. Yeah. Um, so would you, in explaining death to a child, say that uh, the dog or the caterpillar or nana mm. has gone to a <laughs> a better place? Would do you give a, a heaven or an afterlife thing, or just go? They're gone now. Yeah. Well, because the next question is, where do they go? Well, it has they, been... they go to the pokies. <laughs> <laughs> they go somewhere they, to, they, they like. They go to the Gold Coast. And then <laughs> sometimes they come back. Like the Logies. I, I haven't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, oh the Logies. That's the same is that where the Logies they, going to the farm. Have they gone to the Gold Coast to die, Liam? Is <laughs> that what you're exactly. saying? So I had an unfortunate incident a few years ago whilst with my kids. We had uh, one of our cats was about, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something like that. He was old. Anyway, he had gone, he'd gone missing out of the house and we went, oh, he's old. And I said to Georgie, I said, I think he's gone away for the, for the dying process, which a lot oh, right. of, a lot of animals do that. You know, that cats and go dogs. Go and find a quiet place. Yep, yeah. And I said, he's mm. going to go and find a, a quiet place. And he'd been gone for maybe two weeks. And I said to the kids, okay, I've got, to, put, I've got to explain this. Did you put posters up on uh, power poles around nah, the place? No, nah, because that's Has anyone seen my pussy? That's your... Mm. With don't a number, that, don't put that in the paper. You, if, uh, don't put that. Don't advertise that. Anymore. So I said, uh, kids, the uh, the cat, uh, the shark, his name was. I said, uh, the shark. Yeah, the shark. That was his name. I said, the shark. Um, kids, what a weird kids, kids, name. Kids, yeah, yeah. We're a weird family. I said mm. the uh, the shark has um, <laughs> shark has gone to 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 God. He mm. what's happened is he's he died and he's gone to the afterlife and we explained it all and I was very mature about it. And then we went away. We we're on a driving holiday and we we're out in country, New South Wales. Uh, and we'd been gone for about a week and we get a phone call, um, people mining a house mm. and they say, Hey, guess what? Great news. We've found the shark. <laughs> the shark's he's alive. He's alive. And I've just gone, Oh my God, kids, you're not going to believe this. The shark is alive. Because like, Shark's alive! He's back! Yeah. The cat's back! How amazing is this? And all the oh, the, the little faces all lit up. The dead cat! He's back! He's not dead at all! He just went away! They found him! He was across yeah. the road! He was hiding underneath the house across the road. We're like, how good's this? And then they said, the bad news is he hasn't had anything to eat or drink in the last three weeks. He's had renal failure. He has to be put down today. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got kids, kids, backtrack! Shark. Backtrack! Shark is dead. He did go to that place. Mixed messages. The kids go, is he alive or is he dead, Dad? I'm not oh. sure. Let's all have a green dream. Let's all just have a green dream. So Sharky gone? He's, yeah, he, he's gone. gone. So that day. So he was back for a little while and then he had to go. Mm. So I've now been banned. I don't do any more explanation of the afterlife to my kids. But I want to open up the phones. One triple three five three. Parents, or even if you were a kid, how did... How do you explain to your kids when a pet dies? What mm. what methods have you used? Give us or some nan. tips, give some help. Or yeah, nan. yeah, yeah. Or, or how was it explained to you? Because my sister-in-law, dead set, was told that her dog went to the farm when she was a young girl. Then one time when we were uh, in our 30s, we were sitting around and she was explaining how my brother and I were talking about how, you know, the farm going to the mm. farm is a euphemism for having a dog put down because they're too old. And she yeah. said, oh, that's funny because my, well, my parents actually took a dog to the farm. It was old and they, it wanted to stretch its legs. It wasn't getting enough running space. So they took it to the farm. And then as she was saying, as the words are coming out of her mouth, she went, oh, my God. And we went, oh. Oh, no. Oh, and she goes, oh, my God, I'm in my 30s and I've just realized my parents mm. iced my dog.
So we're very lighthearted about death, Liam, because both of our fathers oh. went to live on the farm together. <laughs> <laughs> they bought some rural property. Having a great time. In country New South Wales. But you, you wouldn't know that because you're insensitive. No, my dad's still at home. I, well, okay. So what are you trying to do, Hurtis? One triple three five three. How did you explain the death of a pet or how was it explained to you? Give us a call. How did your parents explain a pet dying? passing away or something else or you know how did how have you had to explain it to kids it's a difficult thing i've had to attempt to explain to my daughter how caterpillars that she gassed in a tupperware container mm. will not be coming back and also too they might have been assisted by a bit of peebo from dad whatever no. <laughs> <laughs> feed them the peebo it's good for them my parents were a little What's bit that, brutal dad? it's it's special caterpillar deodorant <laughs> we had a cat called tittles and it died and i wanted to give it a funeral so I dug a hole in the back garden and uh, I said, um, I want to put a cross up because, uh, you know, Tittles is going to heaven. And they both, Catholics, they said, no, animals don't go to heaven. I said, what? What? Pet symmetry. And they said, no, animals just don't go. I said, no, nah, you're wrong. They do. It's like, mm-mm. They wouldn't budge. They wouldn't budge on it. Okay. I don't, I don't want to go too much into theology <clears throat> right here, but um, if you go to heaven... And heaven's a great place, and it's everything that heaven is designed to be. Then yeah. surely you have pets. Why wouldn't you yeah, have your why, pets? Why there? isn't your dog there? And why exactly. did Noah bother saving all the animals? Exactly, Liam. Good oh, on you, Liam. Theologian, I think Liam. We've disproved God. You, you were sorely missed on Monday for a reason, <laughs> and it was because mm. we had no one to bully. Jake in Mount Druitt. Hello, mate. How's it going? Very good. All right. How did your parents? Was it you? You explaining to your kids, or did your parents have to explain to you how an animal passed away? I'm explaining, brother. Okay, oh, mate, unfortunately, I think, I think Jake is mobile. How his his yeah. line died. We'll, we'll try and get back to Jake in a second. Let's get to Andrew on the Central Coast first. Hello, Andrew. Hey, mate. How are you? Good. All right. How was it? Was it you explaining the passing of an animal or your parents? No, it was me. Um, right. Unfortunately, I was on a dish accident that killed them. Two, two bunny rabbits. Oh. Oh, Andrew, you yeah. killed How'd them? How'd you kill them? I, um, you know, the, having to clean the cages because the kids won't do the jobs for them and then... We had to go somewhere, and I got sidetracked and left them out in the sun because we usually I moved them around to the side of the house where they'd have shade all day because it was the middle of summer. <laughs> and got home, and sure enough, they were stiff. <laughs> oh. I'm not laughing. It's awful. It's an awful. Have awful you ever seen story. what happens to a rabbit when it's left out in the sun? That's how <laughs> no, my pet no, rabbit died. No, because I'm not cruel. Uh, you don't do it on your, purpose. What happened to your pet rabbit, Liam? Did well, you also leave it in a cage? I yeah. had two of them. And? Well, the f- and? The first one died because I gave it a whizzy. Uh, a whizzy? Is that, I was, is that, I was five. Is that an Adelaide euphemism for no, some sort of... No, no. <laughs> I mean, I gave it a whizzy. No, I was, yeah. I was five a and I was... A whizzer or a whizzy? <laughs> I was five and I was playing with it. I didn't realise you couldn't give rabbits whizzy. So you had its front paws and you're spinning it round. Yeah. And, and you and then what happened? its neck broke. You broke its neck? I'm not on purpose. I reckon on purpose. What are you, Lenny from Mice and Men? You Seriously, are. Seriously, you're a Steinbeck novel, mate. Anyway. You are a psychopath. So what <laughs> happened in the next one? The next one got left out in the sun on a really hot day and just just blew up. <laughs> oh, they blow up? Well, they just They just inflate. <laughs> Oh. oh, you left it out so long it got gassy. <laughs> Mate. Have you Adelaide, got a pet now, Liam? No. No, no. no. no I've, got, you I've got a 14-month-old daughter. Oh, my God. Don't leave her out in the sun, mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope mum's at home. All right, let's get back to Jake in Mount Druid. Hello, Jake. 
How's it going? All right, mate. Very good there. Got a better line there. All right, tell us your story. How have you to explain the death of a pet? Oh, my mum explained it to my brother that the um, pet, uh, the bunch of first to death, but he left it out in the middle of the night and the cat got caught. Again, mate, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't quite understand what you're saying, Jake. I'm not sure if it's your phone or the phone line. We'll, we'll try again in a second. Keep him on standby. We do have a lot of calls coming through. Let's get to Craig in Winston Hills. Hello, Craig. Hi, Miss. How are you, bud? Very good. All right. You've had to explain to kids how pets passed away? I oh, know. My dad, mate, when we okay. were kids, we had probably 15, 20 guinea pigs. Most of just cruising yeah. in the backyard. It's a lot. Neighbours, shepherd, bounded the fence. Mm. And sort of, uh, yeah, just tore them into tiny bits and pieces and halves oh, and heads. And oh, <laughs> oh, God, the killing fields. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but my dad was pretty um, short sort of bloke, you know, not not tall, but he was, he was short on his um, temper kind of thing. So he just got a bucket and just gathered up all the halves and bits and pieces and he went next door and knocked on the door. And when the lady the house opened the door, just kicked the bucket on the floor and said, there's my kid's pet. Oh. And um, thanks very much. We'll see you later. Just walked away. And then, so how did he explain that to you, Craig? I mean, I see, obviously, he used the bucket to explain it to your neighbour. But... No, the, the explanation came from mum a bit later on. So, wow. The, like I said, that, that was um, short on words, you know what I mean? He's more on what, action. So, what, yeah, what clearly. Was your, what was your dad's name, Craig? Bill. Bill. Bill Malat? Bill. He wasn't Bill Malat. <laughs> Just <laughs> hey, oh, I, wow. I'll tell you something. That I, I, we used to live across from a local squash court, right? And uh, we used to cruise around on the push bikes. Yeah. And the local squash court owner's dog bit me on the back of the leg. I went home and I was crying. I said, oh, oh. Dad, this, the dog's bit me on the back of the leg. And the bucket said, again? No, 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 it wasn't the bucket. He went over and went to the bloke here around the squash court and said, I've got a 303 in the cupboard. If I see that dog again, I'm going to shoot it. Okay. <laughs> and we never saw the dog again. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm not sure what I love the most. The fact that your old man's gone, I've got a 303 over, over an incident with a dog. Or the fact that there's a guy who's making money out of owning a squash court. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The following is an official announcement from the Australian Government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, God, I love those treehouse books. Who will survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests. Listen at podcast1.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Some listeners may remember yesterday, uh, just after five o'clock, I spoke to the Prime Minister of Australia, Malcolm Turnbull. I, I do, you know, I watch... Like everyone, I'm a I, you know watch a lot of uh, you like uh, Netflix and television chill? on yeah Netflix <laughs> Netflix 
Yes, Netflix and chill. That's right. We're, we're, we're all uh, whatever whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was beautifully awkward and perfectly orchestrated by myself there. But there was obviously not a lot of time to spend with the PM yesterday. He's a busy man. He is a busy man, and we had a limited uh, amount of space with him yesterday. So uh, we've actually invited him back on today because mm. I still, still have a couple of questions that I would like uh, to finish with. He joins me on the line now. Prime Minister, thank you again for your time. Well, good afternoon to you, Merrick. We're making quite a habit of this. And I, I do enjoy speaking to you on the M's. Yes. Uh, Lucy said that's what I'm, I'm meant to call it, the M's. Yes. And I do like to rock out with a twisted sister and uh, and a little bit of Green Day as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm at home here. Oh, fantastic. Oh, you're at home. So do you know what the, the kind of the three pillars of Triple M are? There's, there's three things that are very, very dear to us mm. here at Triple M. Do you know what they are? Well, yes. Um, Good times and great rock and roll. Uh, is it rock, sport, and comedy? Yes, correct. It is. That's, well, that's and politics. Comedy. I think you enjoy your politics too, don't you? No. Do you no. Uh, I've, I've heard Christopher Pine on your show quite yes. a bit, and uh, sometimes he just pops by. There, here he is now. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, Merrick. Come on, the crows. Hi, Liam. We miss you in Adelaide. We love you, Liam. I know your family very well. Oh, your parents. They really throw a saucy dinner party. And your dad, I tell you what, in those shorts with his walk socks, oh, I think he's trying to send a message. <laughs> Say hello to him for me. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. Good on you. Um, so people drop pay all the time. America, you're still there. Yes, absolutely, Prime Minister. Of course, I'm still here. Just uh, just listening to uh, Christopher Pine there. It's good of him to... Strange. <clears throat> Isn't it interesting how even Christopher Pine comes along and bullies Liam? <laughs> yes. It's amazing that he finds time with his... Uh, with all his commitments, he can still find time to tease uh, a bully, uh, Liam. Uh, so, Prime Minister, we spoke yesterday about um, Netflix and, mm. uh, and the term Netflix and chill. Uh, what programs are you watching on Netflix well, at the moment? I went home and I just established with uh, Lucy exactly whether we do Netflix and chill. And I found out what you mean by that. And uh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, watch watch a bit of a show, then we pause it and we get stuck into it on the couch. Okay. What, what sort of shows are you watching on Netflix that would that would make you do that? Well, well I'll give you a test here, Merrick. Sure. Uh, is this a? I'm going to give you a test, and you tell me whether it's a Netflix show yes. or a sex or a sex position. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm ready. The Good Place. <laughs> oh, I've got you there, haven't I? <laughs> you certainly have, Prime Minister. I'm going to say, look, I'd think it was probably both. Would I be correct in thinking it's both? Correct. I'll give it to you. I'll give that one to you. And, yes. Uh, well done. Are you keeping score here, Liam? Yes, that's one. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. Got a score on the board there. Okay. Next. Next. Uh, next example. Uh, I'm ne- enjoying ne- myself too much. Netflix or sex position? Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> I'm going to say. It's uh, it's a Netflix show. Uh, about... yeah, it is a Netflix show. It hasn't been released yet, but it's about a about a girl that can only walk backwards. <laughs> I've, I've, and she grew up an in... industrial accident on the farm. Unreal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Terrific. Okay, so that's that's good. Uh, it's two from two. Good a third okay. one there. <laughs> the next one is long shot. <laughs> I'm going. 
I'm going to long shot. It's, it's a sound, basketball it's, movie, isn't it? Yeah, I'll look, I, it does sound like that. It mm-hmm. sounds like, um, I, I'd say it's a film about um, a sports person who eventually overcomes adversity to live their dream. Netflix. That's right, it is. But it can also be some kind of... Uh, Intimate activity standing we, on the I other side of the room. I can't believe this. I think we have to yellow card the Prime Minister. Thank you. Prime Minister, thank you very much for your time. Look forward to speaking to you again. Yellow cards for everybody. No, not for Moon Man today. Great to have you here, Loz. 18th of November is my Hi. birthday. And to celebrate, mm-hmm. you've put on a very special show for me at the Enmore Theatre. It's called Lawrence Mooney, like literally, in brackets, happy birthday, Mez. You're awesome. Uh, and... <laughs> Tickets are selling fast. They are. The, there's, there's not a lot. I actually just checked before the show, Loz. There is actually not a lot of tickets left. It's mm. a big venue, but there are not uh, not a heap of tickets left, so people need to get in quickly. And it's a ripping show, so uh, please come along and uh, see me on the 18th at the Enmore. I can't 18th wait. 18th of November. I'm taking my wife there for my birthday. That's going to be my, my birthday Is treat. she going to reverse the car there? I, she, oh. No, you know she can't do that. Right. If she, she can't reverse it. Out of our garage, how's she going to reverse it all the way to the end? Hey, Georgie, we love you. She's totally listening too. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, your mum does yeah. too. Let's, uh, let's move on then. Yeah. So, Laws at the end, 18th of November, get your tickets now. Hey, Sydney is coming off uh, a massive dry spell. Um, it's coming off one of the dry Septembers on record. Uh, oh, but it's... so it's just like you, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Oh, actually, mm, can I yeah. get that? Can we have that as a highlight package? Do we can sure. tomorrow? Sure, get that made up into a promo. Excellent. It's um, been so dry that Liam's been hand feeding the cattle. <laughs> well, in good news for me and for Sydney, the dry spell is about to break because yeah. uh, up to forty mils is forecast in some areas of New South mm. Wales tomorrow. Uh, we're expected to get quite a bit of rain in Sydney tomorrow. So, as a result, I have prepared a quiz for you too. If you ever play Millie Vanilli on this show again, Liam, I, I will end you. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll, what about something else? Oh, yeah. No. That's Dragon. I want Toto, Rain Down in Africa. Oh, I didn't you didn't even one. think of that, did, did you? No, I didn't. You didn't even think about this. I didn't. Bless too busy the rain. A lot of songs with rain. Anyway, okay. Uh, Lawrence, as usual, what is our buzzer na- category well, for today? Well, let's go for meteorological terms. Okay. I'll go for moist and... <laughs> Merrick, deluge. you can go for deluge. deluge. Oh, let's hope. <laughs> or spray. No, deluge. Okay. Droplet. Great. All right, here comes question number one. <laughs> you go droplet. Right. Droplet. Go, go, okay. No, spray just, is good. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go All right. shower. What do you call a shower when... <laughs> no, okay, out? question one. <laughs> It's a sun shower. What food oh, item? What food item best describes the shape of a raindrop? Moisture. Yes. Um, what food item? Yes. Best oh. describes it. Oh. Oh, okay. uh, deluge. No, I've got to wait for moisture first. Oh. Oh, water. I don't know. Deluge. Chocolate nipple. Oh, you know chocolate nipples. You are correct. That is, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the because they actually flatten out on the bottom. They're not your traditional teardrop shape. No, absolutely. gravity causes them. Do to you like chocolate out. nipples, Lars? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I also okay. like. No, one nil. Uh, in uh, question two, in order, starting at the top, what are the colours of the rainbow? What? Moisture. Yes, moisture. Uh, red, 
Yes. Yellow. No. Orange. Green. Blue. I'm over indigo. to uh, throwing it over to Droplet or whatever oh, name man. you're going by, Merrick. Red. Yes. <clears throat> Yellow and orange are there. <sighs> they are. You didn't get them in the right order, though. Oh, you said what are the colours of rainbow? Starting at the top. Red. Orange. Mm. Yes. Yellow. Yes. Green. Yes. Three to go. Is there? Yep. <laughs> Far out, man. Blue. Yes. Indigo. And? Purple. No. Indigo. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Uh, purple. No. Your, your, your purple, kids would have known that, Merrick. Purple, Okay, violet. one zip to Merrick at the moment. And, metaf- and um, subconsciously there, uh, after each colour of the rainbow, you were saying yes. So you're sending out the yes vote for the rainbow. Good on you, Liam. Well done, Liam. Well done. Okay. That was a quality. Where does this the is phrase... a safe space. You can be whoever you want to be, Liam. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Where does the phrase raining cats and dogs come from? Moisture. Yes. Uh, it comes from the poem, uh, <laughs> The Cow Jumped Over the Moon. Any guesses, Mary? Deluge. Uh, raining cats and dogs. Mm. I'm going to say... A bad it comes ocean the, trip comes from the Bible. Uh, it comes oh, from the theory that uh, in old England the animals would sleep in the roof because they were thatched. So when it rained, the animals would slip out. Oh, okay, mm, yeah, that makes dogs. sense. Okay. Right. And, yeah, okay, what two things? Merrick still leads one zip here. What two things did Prince want to see you doing in the Daddy purple sh- rain? Yes, Merrick. Um, dancing. Over to you, Lawrence. Oh, what two what? things did Moisha. Prince want to see you doing in the purple rain? Uh, making love. No, what? he wanted. Only wanted to see you bathing, bathing. in the purple rain, and only wanted to see you laughing, laughing, laughing and bathing, laughing and bathing. Yeah, is what he making Okay. Have we got any more weather questions? Because people right now, I I swear to God, they're listening to other radio stations, have switched over for this. Yeah, good. You're not going to believe what they're doing at Triple M. What? They're doing a weather quiz. They're doing a weather quiz. Holy (laughs) shit. That last question was pretty good, though. Yeah. The purple rain question. Yeah, it was actually. All right, I've got another audio clue for you. Here we go. Listen listen to this clip. I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. Gene Kelly singing there. He was, mm. in fact, not singing in the rain. Another substance was used as it showed up better on film. Deluge. Yes. Milk. Correct. Correct. He was, Are you joking? No, milk was Are used you in place of water because it showed up better I was trying to be grubby. Yeah, well, you were well, grubby no. and correct, which I is a first. I wanted different Really and truly. Was, yeah. Milk was milk, a I'm mixture of milk and water. I'm in the milk. Okay. Just yes. singing uh, Lawrence, in I the milk. I thought of something else. are so wet. It feels like a song. Okay. <laughs> I thought of something else, and then I went. I can't. I can't say that. What's We're in bet- What's in between that and water? Cream. Do you want to say goodbye and plug his gig again? <laughs> I'm singing yeah. in the cream. Lawrence Mooney performing at the Enmore Theatre. One show only. 18th of November. Go to the Enmore Theatre. Do Google or whatever it is. Get on it and <laughs> do buy Google. Some, yeah, buy do some tickets. Loz's uh, only solo show for the rest of the year in Sydney. Don't miss it. It is a crack at Loz. I'll catch up with you next week. Hey guys, uh, it's always been a pleasure. See you later. Covered in milk.
Uh, if you're a West Tigers member like myself, uh, it's not a great day on several fronts. We just had a look at the draw. We have to play all of the hardest teams. You have to twice. play other NRL teams. Yeah. Shut up. It's not. We've got to play. <laughs> I think we've got to play. Uh, you, do, the, you take on the, the Storm. Storm twice, twice within five weeks, one in New Zealand. Uh, I think we've got on top of that the Bronx as well. Got a hard you got a tough draw. Yeah. And on top of that, buddy, old mate Ivan Cleary, our coach, has just sacrificed yeah. one of his kidneys to his brother. Yeah. Like as if that bike hasn't given enough recently. <laughs> Ivan Cleary has had an operation um, to give his kidney to his brother. It's obviously a life-saving thing. Good on him. I mean. Shout out, um, Ivan. He definitely listens to the show. Loves it. 100%. Mm. Um, and he's understood to be recovering well. Yep. So that's all good. But I mean, <laughs> a Tigers need to cop a break. I'm looking mm. at you, Greenberg. And uh, secondly, that's a massive thing. Organs. It's not like, hey, can I borrow the car? Can I borrow a fiver? Man, like, it's no. It's for keeps. You don't get the kidney back. No. You don't go in ten years' time and go, oh mate, about that kidney. Oh, did you want it back? Oh, yeah, when you're ready. No, it's not like it's not borrowing somebody's mower. Yeah. This is the kidney. He has donated that. So today we're going to do a very special edition of this. Life is pain. Very ouch. Pinky on my right hand is caught. Dislocated that and broke it in three places. Hit the gear stick with me front teeth. Teeth was still in the gear stick. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker today is when have you hurt an organ? And it can be any organ at all, in any circumstance, it could have had a punctured lung. How did you do it? Could have mm. been a kidney, spleen. You and the way you live your life, particularly oh. in your younger years, surely would have had. Oh, I used to hurt my organ all the time when oh, I was young. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I'm referring to your internals. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. We should specify Didn't that. Didn't you get hit Internal by a car? organs. Yeah, I've been, I've been hit. Oh, look, one of my, not really. I mean, I organ, assume there's brain, brain damage. My brain yeah. damage is there. <laughs> it's yeah. evident. I'm serious. I've been run over by a car. Mm. Yes, thank you for asking. I've actually been run over by a car twice. One time I'd been drinking. I don't know if that's something you brag about. but Well, you, you do when you don't have any other achievements. mate of mine uh, had a really nasty injury to one of his organs. Um, he was, when he played footy, and he copped a, copped a pretty big knock and went home that night, wasn't feeling great, was feeling a bit sleepy. And I was only thankful because his girlfriend at the time, her f- um, father was there and he's a doctor. Um, and he said, don't go to sleep. We need to go to the hospital right now. He'd ruptured his spleen. So what is the spleen? I don't know. It's a thing. That... Apparently you can live without it because people have it removed all the time. Yeah. But I mean, you always say like he ruptured spleen. Mm. That's the one. If you if you know or you have injured your spleen for hurt locker, give us a call. Any organ, any internal organ at all, brain, heart, liver, lungs, whatever it is, kidneys. Punctured lungs are always an interesting one. I'm always fascinated. Like, as you know, I don't want to hear any nasty stories, obviously, but you know, the, that's how hurty. you puncture your lung. That's hurty. That's You know how you do that? It's when you snap your rib and the rib goes back on, in on itself and just stabs yeah. you like you haven't had a bad enough day. Yeah. Just go, oh, have your own rib in your freaking lung. <laughs> I reckon we've got some listeners who would have snapped some ribs. Uh, well, okay. So number one, this is true. Blend, they're listening to Maryville. I guarantee you there will be organ damage. One triple three five three. Have you hurt one of your organs? We will not accept sclerosis, cirrhosis of the liver because it's currently it's hard for Merrick to say. No, it's cirrhosis of the liver. Can't accept that. That's a slow, punishing, agonizing injury there. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit. 
where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. The Howie Games deals with the great times, but also discusses the tough times. And in the hope of helping others, AFL star Brendan Favola opened up about his gambling problem. I started with this book, he had two grand start of the day, and by the end of the day, I'd won 360 grand. By the You're end of the day. freaking kidding me. So I won 360, I was on fire, I couldn't miss, and I was hitting, about two in the morning, we were betting at Hong Kong. On horses? And I'd had a few, on horses, yeah, I'd had a few drinks. Two so grand into 365 360, grand. I think it's 365 or $8,000 I won, and then... Now, hang on, because I... Because so I sold Alex. Oh, go on, go on, go on. That I've won, won all this money, so we try to get it out the next day with a bookie, but you're not allowed to get it out to the Monday, and this is obviously a Thursday now. So I had to wait till Monday. And, you know, when you're a gambler, you want to bet it. So by Sunday, I was 20 down. I'd lost it all. And 20 down. Then Alex left. So that's it. I'm out. You can listen to the Howie Games at podcast1.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Taking your calls on 13353. We're doing this. That's gotta hurt. That's baby. Her ring finger's caught on the wire, taken her finger off to the band. Javelin. Bang, straight in the back. Oh. I love this segment. Welcome I to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. I love this show. I love this segment because on this show, you can have this segment. Mm. <laughs> it's just, I don't know if it'll work as well on Alan Jones' breakfast program. I will. Different type of hurts, I think. Yeah, you know what their yeah. idea of Hurt Locker is? Hips. Where is? I've got osteoarthritis in my hip, Alan. That's their level of hurt locker. Sean in Tarmor, we're talking about uh, when you've hurt an organ today off the back of the fact that Ivan Cleary, coach of the Tigers, Bloody legend. has donated part of his kidney to his brother. Bloody top bloke. Couldn't give enough, but he has. And we want to hear from you. How have you injured an organ? Go. Well, I uh, ruptured my spleen and punctured my lung. Oh, double. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was 10 to 12. We were uh, on a building site, Chinese restaurant. We were refurbing, the gutting it, ripping down all the brickwork, throwing it into the carpet, into the floor, down the bottom, and I made a trap for myself with oh. one of the timbers. Oh. And I thought, oh, I won't get there by then. You know, we'll be called to lunch by then. We'll be called to lunch by then. And then I just forgot about it and went face first into the pile of bricks and the 8B2 that I was standing on landed and hit me straight across the back. Oh, Jesus. That's, yeah. so what, yeah, so what's, what's the, Sean, what's the spleen about, mate? What's that, what's that bike's job? What does he do? Filters your blood. Filters your blood. Yeah, so, you, you might be able to live without it, but you'd you'd have to get um, dialysis. Serviced, yeah, quite regularly. So, you, do you do you have to have dialysis? Do you have to get on a machine every now and again? No, 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 no. I was actually really lucky. Like it just cracked a rib, which which is the thing that punctured me lung, <sighs> and um, the ruptured spleen. Well, that would they just said they said it was just a nick. So oh. all I had to do was not move for fourteen days and uh, in hospital, and yeah, it all healed itself. Mate, that's great. Because you know what's funny, Sean? On my screen here, it does say, Sean Tamil Lung Chinese Restaurant. And I went, he has stabbed himself with a chopstick. <laughs> this is going to, he's gone. He's reached over the lazy Susan and there's been a pile of chopsticks and one's got him right in the heart. <laughs> mate, Sean, thanks so much for sharing that, mate. That's an incredible story. Great to see you in good health. Gary in Campbelltown. Hello, mate. 
Hello. Gary, how have you hurt one of your organs? I perforated my bowel. Oh, wow. that's an organ. Perforated your bowel. Yeah, I um, ate a piece of chicken and I uh, didn't chew it properly because I didn't have one of my dentures in. <laughs> Gary, oh, you you just sound like you should be on We're Alan just Jones' talking show. About the injuries <laughs> they get on Alan Jones. <laughs> just. I, I didn't I didn't eat the chicken properly because I didn't have my dentures in because I didnn't have the glue. So I, I, I ate the chicken, Alan, and then I got it stuck in my anus passage. That's the best description I've heard of it. <laughs> okay. How did they get the chicken bone out, Gary? Uh, they opened me up, dropped the bone, and um, basically I woke up uh, the next day and I had a, a new bag as a present. Wow. Okay, so you've colostomy me bag. Yeah, it's gone now. It was only there for a year or so. Oh, wow. That's not great. You don't, any time you spend with a colostomy bag is too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fortunately, they took it back out, but they had to open you all the way up again to go and get it. No, oh, God, Gary, it's from insult to injury Gary's or injury to insult. Happiest person with a colostomy oh, no. bag I've ever heard. I've never heard a bloke have his ass ripped open like that and be so <laughs> cheerful about it. Oh. Gary, you still on the meds. <laughs> He's on the dome. Sam in Campbelltown. Hello, mate. G'day, Merrick. How are you going? Really good. We're talking about people uh, who have hurt their organs for uh, Hurt Locker today. How have you done yourself an, an injury? Yeah. Yeah, so I actually injured my intestine when I was a baby. Um, so I'm in the shopping centre one day uh, with my mum and all of a sudden I spontaneously start vomiting up black blood oh. and they don't know why. So they've actually taken me to the hospital. It turns out that when you're a really young fella and your testicle actually drops into your, your sack, the, it, the hole which it drops through is supposed to close over and it's actually closed over on my intestine and pinched it shut. Oh, had a pinched Sam. Yes. So they had to go in there and um, do the operation. And my go-to line now is, I'm the youngest person to ever have a hernia operation because I was six weeks old. That's incredible. That's a silver so, lining. So when, hang on a second. Can, can I just backtrack a second, Sam, because I'm, I'm yeah. not a medical physician. Yes. Really? You, hang, no, but hang on a second. You, your testicles, they drop, do they? How's yeah, that? So, so, so when you're really young, <laughs> yeah. uh, when you're a real little baby, um, they don't actually start in the pelvis. Hang on, and hang on, hang on, hang on. I just got. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to draw a dog. No, I'm, fo- I'm following the instructions in the studio here, Sam. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. And um. Just after you're born, they actually drop. They drop through holes into your scrotum. Yes. And then the holes which they drop through close over. Sam. Sorry, Sam. I'm back. <laughs> yes. This, is this for everyone? <laughs> hang, just, hang in there a second. Yes. Sam, there's definitely a problem. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Sam. We got one more call. George in Liverpool. I've got a wife and children. Why am I? George in Liverpool, how'd you hurt your organ, mate? Hey, Matty. Uh, when I was 15, I was passenger in a car that got rear-rendered at 70 k's an hour, pushed onto the main road at Kalpasha Road out west Hoxton here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25-ton truck at 90 k's an hour hit my side. So when I first got, we got rear-rendered, the seatbelt, because it's in a Datsun Sansa, the seatbelt actually cut all my internal organs. Oh, far yeah. out! So I lost my gallbladder, appendix, and a kidney in the one hit. And I was, because the truck hit me, I was put in a coma for nearly six months on life support machine. 
I've got $160,000 worth of titanium. I've got four plates from my head, all my arms, and it's all I'm all pinned together. Like, my mates call me Bionicle Boy. Robocop. Unbelievable. George, <laughs> yeah. that's I'm still it. walking. Mate, you're still walking, you're still talking. Can I ask you, did, did they drop down into the sack, or <laughs> is it for? Is it? does that happen to everyone? Merrick Phil here on Triple M, and on Tuesday, you might remember, we had reports of a man spotted in Crow's Nest carrying a pug dog in his backpack. Now, I was going to hammer the owner um, until we found out that the dog is actually a Sydney icon, Bert the Pug, who has a wonky spine, so his owner James has to carry him around. Bert has 2,000 people following him on Instagram, and he joins us in the studio now, both James and Bert. Welcome, guys. Hey, how you doing? Good. Did you did word go around pretty quickly that we were going to smash you on air until we found out that your dog was disabled and we realized it was cruel to tease disabled people <laughs> even if they're dogs? Yeah, pretty much. I was sitting at work, and my phone just started going mental. I thought something was seriously wrong in the world, and then I noticed all the missed calls were different people. And they were all people listening to the show telling me what was going on. And That's it was great. Kind of cool. It's a very popular show, James. I'm not going to lie. It is. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what's the deal with carrying Bert around in the backpack? What's going on with Bert's legs? Um, so he was born with one of his vertebrae in his spine, didn't form properly. And uh, basically puts pressure on his nerves. So he's, he can't feel his back legs, but can move them. So it's like you've been sat on the toilet too long and then can't get up. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I know how you feel, Bert. Yeah. I'd so t- I actually really do know how you feel. Mezins is, I carry him around the office on my back after he's yeah, been on the bathroom. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes I spend too long in the bathrooms. Liam, for the rest of the day, has to carry me around <laughs> in a gigantic backpack. Does that end up on Instagram as well? Or? Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> You'd get more followers if you did. On our German Instagram, it does, <laughs> but not on a regular one. Yeah. So did you know, did you buy Bert knowing that he had this condition or how did it come about? No, nah, he was uh, he was all pretty normal until like three, four months of owning him. And then he started showing symptoms. He's 10 months now. so Okay. And nearly, so yeah. is, is he condemned to a life in your backpack? Um, that we've tried wheels, you know. Wheels? Yeah, he's on wheels some how of the time. How do you do that? What's, what's the go with the wheels, James? Wheels, he's got like this contraption that fits on him. He pulls himself around, but he can walk. I mean, I'll let him loosen a little bit and you'll yeah. see him like terrorize the studio. How awkward was it when, you know, all the girls in the office come around and go, <laughs> oh, look, it's a puppy dog. Oh, puppy dog and triple M. Oh, come here, boy. Come here, boy. Come here, boy. He doesn't walk. Yeah, it's sort of that a bit. It's sort of like that's what general general life's like. But then you get like grown men coming up to me doing exactly the same thing. Mm. Like, so people come up to you and say, "Is that Bert the pug?" Yeah. So like about two weeks ago, I was in the Apple Store with him, and that happened. Really? So a woman shouts across the store, and then I was buying a phone case, and it took two hours to get out. So, yeah. yeah, yelling in stores yeah. in the city, that's a good idea because yeah. that doesn't panic people. Well, she actually shouted, "Oh my god, look at that backpack!" So oh! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. take Bert wow. to the airport. Yeah. No. Never. <laughs> Bert, Bert can't go anywhere near customs. I think, James, the, the question that everyone uh, who's listening wants to know, with a dog with a disability like this and as his carer, <laughs> at some stage, are you going to have to hold his bottom so that he can get jiggy with it? You know what uh, I mean? Like, well, he he's meets, still he got meets everything to yeah, do some it I mean, to, the so. gear's there. Yeah, the gear is he's there. He's got the tools. Yeah. But, you know, how are you going to get him to work in the ute? Are All the gear, to... no idea. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's like, are you going to have to be there for that? Are you going to have to help well, that you know, process? I'd rather not be in the room at the time, but I will probably, like, you know, be a wingman for him. He's a good wingman for me in the yeah. street, so. Yeah. No, I could be his wingman in the street. Well, you're not really a wingman, mate. You're more like a holding the, the I'm back. more of like yeah, Luke like Skywalker. Th- thrust man yeah. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know about that. I know, yeah. Have you have you considered that, though? When Because, you know, he's got all his gear. He's going to, at some stage, he's going to want to partner up with someone. Well, somebody has actually asked if we'll, uh, we'll, you know, allow them to. Really? Yeah. Procreate. I'm surprised, too. 
Really? Yeah. It's a degenerative disease. I know. It's probably well, genetic. Well, it's genetic. It is yeah. genetic. It yeah. is genetic. So, yeah, but... Well, okay. All right. Yeah. I haven't really thought that I, I, I know. I said they weren't allowed, so, yeah. <laughs> well, James, I think it's terrific that you've taken uh, such great affection to your dog, Bert, that you've put him in a backpack and you're prepared to carry him around everywhere. And as I said, I... I I, at first, I wanted to tease you and chicane you for having a dog um, in a backpack. But instead, what I did is I opened up my heart and I got you in here and did it to your face. Yeah. And <laughs> so cheers for that. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, James, thanks very much. And Bert, good on you, mate. Best of luck. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Oktoberfest is here. Over six weeks, get Bavarian with four official beers and traditional food only at Munich Brow House, The Rocks. Visit oktoberfest.com.au. A little known fact for some punters, the Munich Brow House, of course, is located in The Rocks, mm. which is one of the oldest and most historic drinking areas in Sydney's history. Mm. And as you know, Liam, I love nothing more than doing Sydney Uncovered, which is an um, interpretive um, history of Sydney. Yeah, but before we get to that, Mez, yes. and we'll get to it very shortly, uh, your wife has just sent you a text message that I think probably yes. needs to be shared. Oh, um, okay. All right. So this is a, this, is this a worry? I'll give it to you. Read it out, Liam. Yeah, yeah. So this has come from your uh, lovely wife, Georgie. Mm. She sent this. Wolfie wants to go to Oktoberfest. Now... Wolfie is your eight-year-old son. Yes. And Oktoberfest is a beer festival. Yes. The message is followed by surprise face emoji and clinking steins. Yes. Yes. And, of course, the answer is yes. I was literally just saying, yes, yes, he's my wingman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, ladies. Eight-year-old kid in a pub. No, I'm only kidding. He's not coming at all, but I'll be going there. Uh, Today, I have focused on the history of brewing here in Sydney for Sydney Uncovered. The History of Sydney Brewing John Boston was Australia's first brewer and was known for plying his hand at a number of different trades, all of which he was shit at. He tried shipbuilding. Nah, mate, you've built a pyramid. Oh, really? Salt farming. How's your salt growing? Not very well. I planted it, but still nothing. Yeah, that's because it's salt. You really are stupid, aren't you, John? Yeah, fairly. With his total lack of skill, it was looking as though John was destined for a tragic life in commercial radio. Until one day, John tried brewing. He discovered the formula after reading about it in the only encyclopedia in Australia. That's right, John, the colony's biggest halfwit and jack-of-none trades, was the only person to think to bring an encyclopedia to the new continent. Sadly, though, John had used A to B as dunny paper before he saw the potential of the knowledge contained within. Apothecary? Who needs that? Oh, that halal snack pack has destroyed my back door. Boston opened a brewery in 1796, making beer from corn. It was terrible. Similar to Forex, only drinkable. John started selling beer for one shilling six pence to pubs in the Rocks area of Sydney Harbour, where today you'll find the Munich Brow House. The area has a long history of beer enjoyment, and if only John had vision enough to add pretzels, delicious pork knuckle, and schnitzels the size of your head, then he may not have gone broke. But he didn't. And he did. John's wife left him, and he ended up seeing out his days in the most depressing and humiliating way as a program director at Triple M. And that is the true and accurate history of Sydney's first brewery. 
That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.